0: Talking about the, yeah. the intricacies of <laughs> that's what I'm here to do: though. New York City theater drama. I don't know if that's what oh, that, our audience wants. Yeah, Maybe what what's
1: important is that everyone has COVID and Broadway is back. That's right. Yeah, that is very, um, very
2: important. I'm here to talk about the intricacies and behind the scenes of this very podcast because huh. it feels like yeah. I'm part of a fuck a fan like. So
1: Welcome to the Worst of All Possible Worlds, the first and only podcast that fucks the fans. That's I'm, right. the possible, I'm the worst of all possible Bryans.
0: I'm the worst of all possible H's. And I'm the worst of all possible Joshes. And
1: joining us today is a man of many names. <laughs> At least, I have spoken many names. Uh, like, the the, <laughs> the one that sticks the most is Woke Tryhard. Yes. yes. Um, but yes, Jake Beckhardt.
3: Uh, host of Blue Balls, the podcast, mm-hmm. if you are all soccer fans. A theater director, yeah. a raconteur, a man about town. A producer now, too, as well. One of the great theater people we have yeah. uh,
0: working in New York right now. What, and he's Jake? Also, yeah. yeah come on, just because it's a fucker say. fan competition doesn't mean you have to suck him off. <laughs>
3: Look, look, okay. We brought him, we brought Jake on the podcast because he is probably one of the most unapologetic chess heads that I know. Yes. And we're here to talk chess today. Damn right, we are. Wait, hold on. Fuck. I thought we
1: were going to be talking about Chest the Musical. No, My favorite do musical that was riding on the <laughs> coattails of Oak Calcutta. Don't do this. All about tits. Don't do not do this. <laughs> See,
0: and I thought we were going to talk about chess the board game. I, I had so many important... Yeah,
1: Josh, I, you and your fucking
0: tabletop games. Yeah, mm. I took all of these notes about ass. various gambits and things yeah, of that Yeah, rolling
3: nature. your D32s. Kings,
1: That's queens, right, Brian. Mm. Chess
0: is very
3: formative for me in mm. terms of musical theater. And Jake, I wonder if you also had a very formative experience with chess.
2: It's funny that you asked that because in preparing for this guest spot, I was like, I wanna just do this. Is not the first podcast I've guested on to talk about chess. And yeah, I thought I to think, myself, yeah. I just want to do a better I don't I want to do more justice both to the piece and to myself. You want to improve time.
1: upon the chess oh, podcast sure. appearance.
2: Yeah, and the next time will be better than this one because I'm gonna do this till I die. Holding <laughs> your blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's great. It's like you have a podcast gimmick but it's not for your own podcast it's for
3: everyone (laughs) else
2: exactly
3: yeah each time you go on a podcast to talk about chess means there's one
2: less variation left to be played (laughs) (laughs) it's this the only other thing i go on podcast to talk about which is a recommendation Mm. uh is uh joel schumacher's brat pack masterpiece saint elmo's fire yeah which is honestly an unbelievable film and like a real like dime piece of the 80s as is this it's, it's a
1: real break yeah. from your podcast, Blue Balls, which is all about the nude scenes of Tom Selleck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jake, tell us about your experience with chess. And then also, if you feel like it, a little bit about your own podcast and what it does. Now that it's that connected with chess, really. but It's literally you know, not at all. It's, uh, and soccer it's a, balls are black and white.
1: Yeah. Well, like, like a chess sometimes. sport. Not, not, not
3: really, though. Not in exactly the professional sphere, no. Yeah. Oh, I've been out of the game since... Middle
2: school. So, Jake, yeah. I guess
0: third note. Can you also add uh, maybe a, a, a solid sixty seconds or so about the nature of modern soccer balls?
2: Yeah, I will. I'll do my very my level best. Um, yeah. First of all, I I got into chess. I saw Just the Musical as part of the uh, the Cappies program, the National Capital Area uh, something, awards probably, hmm. uh, which is like the regional Tony's for the DC area. I grew oh. up in the deep state. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like this, I stole this from Mike Crumpler and his fucking Dimes Square bullshit, but like, it's true.
1: I, oh, God, uh, da- Josh can, knows I was trying to never get, get that
2: word. That
1: word can never be spoken here. I'm so
2: sorry, it's God. not coming back. Fucking damn it. Now you got to bleep it. That's the problem. I can't though. I can't. Uh, That's. uh. But it's relevant. You know, I'm stealing it because it's like, I think a big reason that I like this musical is because of the affection that I have for Mm. like, like. The game of the deep state, you know, or the like fake idea. Sure. of The yeah, deep yeah. state. Uh huh. I grew up, you know, I was into chess, at the board game as a kid because I was a precocious reader and I liked to demonstrate my intelligence to people mm-hmm. and get mm-hmm. rewarded for it. So and I played.
0: I imagine growing up in the DMV, it's the place where that kind of behavior is very much the rewarded. DMV? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. He's got the lingo. The Department of Motor Vehicles? DC, yeah. Maryland, Virginia.
1: Oh. oh. In New Mexico, we have an MVD, a Motor Vehicle Division. It's a little different. In Michigan, we have a Secretary of State. Yeah, it's fucked up. Because anyway. it's not the Secretary of State. No, it's,
2: is, is it a Secretary happened? of but
0: State? What
3: is happening? It is. It's, it's the United no,
0: but it's like, uh, it's you, Michigan know, secretary you don't of state. see the guy. I you know, but it's it. an elected position. You elect the Secretary of State, and one of the things that they have control over is the way that you get your driver's license. I I think think this, this may not
1: sound relevant to a Tim Rice musical, but it kind of is. It, is. it is. Shockingly,
2: because is a Bureaucracy yeah, and how yeah. much and how this this musical like adores it yeah. but that's, the, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I found I didn't know about chess and I actually was not that much of a musicals person continue not mm. to be much of a musicals person when I got together with my fiance she like really onboarded me to all the things that I'd missed but what I found via this like program so for the cappies to go back to yeah. that what they did was they got crews you like it was like a club in school you were the critics uh, and you went to different high schools and saw their programs and then like gathered with all the other critic teams from all the other high schools who mm. would come to see and mm-hmm. discussed like mm-hmm. what was mm-hmm. good and what was bad. You wrote reviews, mm-hmm. but they were always like gentle. And then you like nominated certain performers. So how old were you when this happened? I was like sixteen, I guess. Oh wow, okay. Uh, oh, wow. I went oh, yeah. to a school that my I called Stonebridge High School, and um, it, that I like I went there. I didn't go there like as a student, sure. to see chess and okay. had never heard of it before. So they did the high school production of chess. Thousand percent, huh. thousand percent, successfully. No, I that, really that, loved it. That
1: makes sense. Uh, high school theater directors are the main. Audience. Audience for the Musical. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah.
3: Well, did you do a concert version or did you do the Richard Nelson Broadway one with that, had a much more like perf- like robust book? To yeah, it? yeah.
2: It's that one. It's in fact, I think it's the adapted Richard Nelson Broadway one that like was sort of making the rounds. This is the, the PDF. Yeah, that I think I that's have. what gets licensed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it starts with Gregor Vassi, but it's yes. but in a version where it was played by my friend, so it was gender swapped, making it
0: uh, significantly better. <laughs> oh, so this this high school production was one that also had a friend of yours in it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, very cool. coincidentally uh, all these guys?
1: Langley connections it's just <laughs> <right>. Jesus <laughs> the guy playing Walter was
3: actually in the CIA yeah.
1: that was yeah. it. it's all
2: right down the street y'all we drive by at every Occoquan and fucking the FBI all these Quantico? places Quantico is that Quantico yeah I absolutely. know that from
3: the CBS show this is Quantico is that most of my friends have been extras
2: on because there are so many <laughs> Irish terrorists on Quantico in thinking back on this I remember this yeah. like actually focal moment because after the show you talk about uh, who gets nominated for what and you also yeah, sort of yeah. come to consensus on it and one of the things that you nominate is the best song um, which if they mm. get nominated for best musical they get to perform best song at the Kennedy Center at the awards oh that's oh, cool oh, okay. it's dope cool. as hell so yeah. you're gonna listen I I, I. You were a kingmaker here. Yeah. Was, uh, I was the opposite of a kingmaker. You
1: initiated a coup. Perhaps. Well, so you
2: would imagine, like you nominate like for best song something that was like with like a lot of bombast, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, right. One Night in Bangkok. Right. Like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. even like the Arbiter's song. Yeah. I, yeah, was charted in England for a while. I've yeah.
0: Duty as the referee. Because the thing is
1: about the English, they get their kicks above the waistline. Sunshine. Sunshine. yeah
2: I stood up and I argued successfully Mm. that the song that we should nominate for best song because of its intricacy and its representative qualities was Quartet.
0: I'm not getting rich. My only interest is in something which gives me the chance of working with the best. I can only say, I hope your
3: dream comes true. Till
0: that far off day,
2: I hope you cope with helping number two. and, distinguished rival to slug it out with glee. and I won. And I convinced this room of mm. people mm. that they should make these kids perform quartet at the Kennedy Center if they got nominated for Best Musical, which they did. Wait, so I, I want you to hear you-
1: my notes about the song quartet. Yes, let's hear them. This song happens. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I
2: okay, hold on. I love quartet. <laughs> Me too. Quartet rules. This wasn't like a bad faith thing. It was just. Yeah. It was the first time that I I noticed. Like, oh, most people want to be told what to do. Yeah, I can do it to them, <laughs> yeah. and so I turned into the
0: villain that I am today. <laughs> and we'll the get John to John
1: Foster Dulles of the DC <laughs> Theater
0: Awards scene. <laughs> we'll we'll get to Quartet and all of the other mm-hmm. lovely songs in Chess. But mm. that's that's such an interesting formative experience of being like. Oh, I am the king nerd of all fucking nerds, and you fucking yeah. bow down in front of me. And to be able to do it through like rhetorical flourish, you must have felt like the most powerful 16 year old in the world. Genuinely, genuinely yeah. I did. Yeah. I felt, I was like, oh, I
2: really do. I have I I can I can convey a cultural importance mm-hmm. that like will stick with these people for the rest of it. But all I actually did was force a bunch of teenagers who would have much rather been having fun to do this right. like <laughs> jigsaw puzzle, goofy ass song, this abbreviated thing. Well, everybody yeah. else got to do like. Like tradition. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Come on.
1: So, we mentioned that there are a lot of versions of this musical. Yes. Well, what's that about? They're not that different,
3: are they? Uh, <laughs> yo, Brian, you have set me up. Let me <laughs> let me set the scene because to talk about Chess truly is to talk about one man named Tim Rice mm-hmm. because as much Never as Never heard of him. Benny Anderson and Bjorn Ulvaeus uh, wrote the music for this. This is really Tim Rice's baby. Yeah,
1: and if people are unfamiliar with Benny Anderson and Bjorn Ulvaeus, they well, are. Well, the how dare B- you?
0: First of all, yeah, uh, they are the
1: B and B in ABBA. Right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the famous Swedish pop group that is now back together and may have yeah. assassinated one of their PMs.
3: Uh, this is this, no, is, this yeah. is more and more people are saying this, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So basically, there have been a lot of different versions Shinzo
2: of Abba. Uh, Shinzo Abba. Sorry, <laughs> okay. no. yeah, Shinzo it. Abba. Sorry. Okay. It. Thank you. You was the last point. night. I was a little behind. It's okay. I know. I, I, I was never I was, going no, to get the, that. That was not a pun.
1: <laughs> that was about a socialist prime minister of Sweden that Abba very um, explicitly opposed, who was then assassinated. Oh. Interest by Abba. They did it.
2: Wait. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Go ahead. Abba. Yeah. yeah, it's Abba. Abba. I say Abba. Really? Yeah. yeah. But oh, we're the dirty Americans this here. This is a this is a this is a I I thought it was settled case. Look, <laughs> yeah.
1: I am of Swedish descent. Uh, okay. Sure. Tim Rice pronounces it Abba though. Yeah, Tim Rice is fucking wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. yes. yes. He does a lot of he's things. He's wrong. wrong about most things. Oh, he's so
3: wrong about most things. So Tim Rice uh, has Famously, a
1: podcast. His family invented rice. Yes, right. Uh, right. that's
0: He comes from the rice fortune. Uh, Not to be confused with his arch nemesis Tim Wheat. <laughs> No,
3: that's Will Wheaton, actually. He, is, he gets his money from the he wheat. He is a
1: fancy boy, went to, you know, private school where he met Andrew Lloyd Webber. He,
3: he's almost like he's aggressively British to the point where it feels a little racist. Like, it feels like he's making fun of posh people. <laughs> uh, and he has a podcast. It's called Get Onto My Cloud. Yeah. Ah uh, and
1: uh, I've been on it a number of times. He's a
0: real gentleman <laughs>
3: uh, exclusively to talk chess weirdly enough yeah. uh, we
0: uh, have more patreon subscribers than he does we sure <laughs> do right. but
3: he doesn't need uh, he doesn't need patron money are you kidding me no, he's Tim he's Rice.
1: he's probably a Lord I'm assuming at this I don't point know.
3: probably the year is 1973 is Tim it? Rice really wants to
0: write a musical about the Cuban
3: Missile Crisis ah. he wants to do it with Andrew Lloyd Webber
0: Uh, post their Evita success. That is truly the one that got away. Can you fucking imagine? (laughs) Yeah. If there's
1: one thing I'm like, I want Tim Rice to do more of, it's write about left-wing movements in Central South America. I have a wonderful quote
3: about that coming up from from the man's very (laughs) mouth. But uh, he wanted to write uh, a musical about the Cuban Missile Crisis, but they put that on hold so they could write Evita Immediately uh, after Avita's done, Tim Rice is like, hey, I really want to do this thing while the Cold War is still, like, percolating in the way that it And is. got to get in there before it ends. (laughs) (laughs) And he pitches all the cracks
2: on the Berlin Wall.
3: (laughs) And uh, they go to see, he and Andrew Lloyd Webber go to see an Icelandic production of Superstar, where he's wandering the streets of Reykjavik. Yeah, so
1: Iceland is an important place for all of this. Yes, and in
3: 1973... A couple months before they got there, Bobby Fischer and mm-hmm. Boris Spassky uh, had the World Chess Championship. So there's yeah. all these posters on all the walls. There's all this merch, this chess merch. People are talking about chess in the streets in like this very excited way. And it
1: was seen as like a referendum on the Cold War. It was like sure. America versus the Soviets. Mm-hmm. Who has the best brain, I guess? I don't yeah, fucking know. Well, like, like, it,
3: it brought, it brought like the, the Cold War into an intellectual exercise, into mm-hmm. sports, basically, for like the brain, Uh, but it leads to this wonderful anecdote that Tim Rice gives about wandering the streets of Reykjavik. He says wandering around the delightful, chilly dog-free streets of Reykjavik to Humphrey, (laughs) I should make clear, I love dogs, just not on the roads and pavements of cities. What?
1: What? <laughs> D- had he just made a trip to Istanbul what or something? What is wrong what with this guy? Deranged. What? The weirdest <laughs> guy.
3: It's like, I love dogs, but I don't like perceiving them. Oh, my <laughs> God. What the fuck? I
1: mean, I'm going to say, he's spitting. <laughs>
3: uh, he hates
2: Speaking Bobby, Bobby Fischer. I mean, the one thing mm-hmm. you can take away from listening to Tim Rice talk
3: about chess is that the man thinks Bobby Fischer is an insult to the sport. Oh, and okay. Deeply, Tim, deeply. Tim
1: Rice sport. has opinions on Bobby Fischer. Yes, about the game of
2: chess. Yes. That's... Why? W- like, who is he? Who <laughs> the <laughs> fuck is he? I don't know. And to make any kind of judgment on this? this. Because he's a
0: fan of chess? Like, because he's a big chess fan? Not no, really. No. You know, no, Chess is an aesthetic, clearly. Right, like, yeah. in an, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to the thing, but it, I mean, yeah. it's
1: fine to be, like, against anti-Semitism.
2: Like, <laughs> what's happening? Bobby Fischer turned into a big, fuck the Jews guy. Oh.
0: Oh. Not just turned
1: into. Bobby Fischer may have been that way even before he became. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he was. Yeah, yeah. They, like yeah. that,
0: that's how it always is. Right. And then, then
2: 9-11 it. happened and he was like, ah, right. <laughs> I know how this happened. I can't <laughs> believe
3: Bobby Fisher was alive for 9-11. That's, yeah, that's I the was, was Just to focus to this, it. Bobby
0: yeah. Fisher was the American chess prodigy, grandmaster, whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: Who, he,
2: he was... Everybody was searching the, for him. Yeah, like they were the all looking best
1: for him. player on record, he had done like a perfect game at the U.S. Chess Championships and, and as a child. So he was fucking operating at a different level than everybody else. And the right. U.S. was like, oh yeah, this is our boy. And when this game in Iceland happened, he was getting a lot of nudges from a lot of people uh, in Jake's family who <laughs> <Yes. secretly laughs> Mm-hmm. the government, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: that's right <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so like you take a guy who probably is already anti-semitic mm-hmm. and you you actually put him at the heart of like weird clandestine operations and conspiracies right and he just goes full bore into like the holocaust never happened but it should have and, you know shit Yikes. like that
3: but but brian can i just say that mm-hmm. you know when he grew up in a broken home Mm. Uh, he had a mother who slept around. Oh, uh, yeah. His dad walked out because he thought he was gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta so, so like you got to pity him. Wait, yeah. was you that, have to
1: pity the child. Was that actually taken from Bobby Fischer's life? Absolutely not. So. No, okay, no. It's that's... just
3: it is it is a thing
0: shoehorned into the end of this play to be like, hey, this guy that's been asshole <laughs> the play. Actually, you should you feel bad for me. Hearing hearing. Him. He sucks. Yeah. I want yeah. to be careful here, though, not to blur the lines too much between yeah. the fictional character of Freddie Trumper, the protagonist of Chess, and the fictional character
1: of Bobby Fischer <laughs> exactly <A construction laughs> From searching for Bobby Fisher. because Bobby yeah. Fischer
0: specifically once this guy had the opportunity to take on the Soviets in the game of chess and beat them yes. it was a referendum on everything or so yeah. it was broadly yeah. perceived it's a major symbolic victory it's a huge dub for the United States mm. and for the West yeah. at large yeah and so
3: Uh, Tim Rice then, like, puts the idea on on a shelf, and then once Evita's done, he's like, hey, Andy, buddy, Andy Lloyd Webber, we got this ready, we can finally fucking go with this chess musical, and Lloyd Webber said, that sounds like a stupid idea. And fuck you, and fuck your mother, I'm gonna go kill a
1: cat right now.
3: Yeah, and then... He goes to write Cats instead. Let's go! So Cats and Chess happens sort of basically at the same time. Rice looks around a lot for, like, a collaborator, because it's the first time, you know, he's been, like, you know, uh, without one for a very long time. (laughs) Hung out to dry by Andrew Lloyd Webber. There's a whole bunch of shenanigans where, like, he shares a manager with ABBA, basically, and then uh, they have a couple meetings, and... The show's a go, and they decide to make a concept album, uh, Mm -hmm. which is the same thing that he had done with Andrew Lloyd Webber on Jesus Christ Superstar and Evita, uh, because it's just cheaper than mounting a theatrical production. It gets people excited about the music. They have to see how this thing connects together on stage.
0: Especially in the 80s, because it's like... Yeah. Oh, I'll go buy the record because that was still a thing mm, at yes. that point. Well, and Your even, Tim Rice even was into the
1: 90s, uh, Frank Wildhorn did that with Scarlet Pimpernel mm. and Jekyll and
3: Hyde. Okay. The concept album, in Tim Rice's own words, uh, the recording of the original concept album of chess took around 21 months, roughly the same as the gestation period of an African bush elephant.
0: What? <laughs> what? what is wrong with
3: this man? Oh, so,
0: my God. Uh, I love
3: it. The yes. album is a hit. Like some, they make a whole bunch of music videos yeah. for very yep.
0: specific songs. The Which Art are Burters awesome, song. by the way. Yeah, no, oh my sighed. god, the music videos are fucking deranged. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah,
1: so One Night in Bangkok is the most well known yes. of these songs. Bangkok, Oriental sitting in the city, don't know what the city is getting. The creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything, but you Brinner. And it is sung by Anthony Stewart Head's brother, Murray. Murray head, um, yeah, it's I think good. he
2: rules on that concept album, but yeah, except for when he doesn't, which is also so weird. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. he goes up in the in the reference, to, we'll we'll talk about it. But mm-hmm. like he cracks, he can't sing the score Sure. because nobody can. Nobody, sh- no, it's uh, an impossible score. It, it destroyed Adam Pascal's mo- voice
3: even more so than Rent, I <laughs> think, mm-hmm. because it's too high. I'll let, let's be very clear here: most of the songs for for Freddie are just way, way, way too high. Then they're like, okay, so we have this concept album, we yeah. got a lot of like traction behind it. Let's put this thing on stage. But the concept album had a book by Tim Rice, and it's very loose. Yes. They're called The American and a The book Russian. A as in there's actual dialogue?
1: Yes. It's not just sung through?
3: Yeah, and okay. so they wanted to do that uh, in the London production, and then they put it on stage and we're like, you know what? It works better without any dialogue. So they just sing the whole thing all the way through. Oh, boy.
0: Um, it's and a sung s- through musicals, obviously, somewhat on trend right now. Yeah. Um, Les Mis would be, right. what, a because year Because a later. lot of
1: these musicals were starting as albums, and then they just right. put the album on stage. Mm. And know? this is
3: where things get a little bit tragic, because the original London production was going to be staged by Michael Bennett uh, of Chorus Line yeah. fame. Oh, my God. And yeah. Michael Bennett died. And Michael Bennett Bennett gets too sick and drops out of the production. But he all, the set's already commissioned. Uh, everything's already good to go. And, and they, drag, uh, in Nunn, and right
1: they drag in Trevor
0: Nunn. And they drag in Trevor Nunn. And Trevor Nunn is not
1: that far away from having done Nicholas Nickleby at this point. Yes, too. yes. And also, so, like, he's, is, not, like, he's not the dry, boring guy that everyone knows Trevor Nunn to be now. Right. He's a guy who did this incredibly audacious, like,
3: nine-hour... Yeah. Fucking Tour de Force with Roger Reese. He was really on the cutting edge of like direction at the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's reviewed pretty okay. I think in London, it's it's yeah. Not the like British rave. don't really have
1: good taste no, in musicals, don't. and no. this this hit the sort of middle of the road desires that they all have. A
3: lot of people were very confused as to what the plot was. As, uh, as yeah. they should have been, as because it's been. a sung-through show, yeah. and you can't make sense of the things that are <laughs>
1: fucking <laughs> happening, which is the problem with every sung-through show. <laughs> Except
2: for *Les Mis*, and even more uh, so. I the, would, the, I I would are completely unintelligible half of the time. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Right? Like the, if your book is only lyrics, at least like Tasha Pierre has the, like, you know, they've, they're have they very crisp in their diction. Right. don't worry about yeah. it.
3: Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, we'll get to the, like, actually, like, Tim Rice's lyrics, uh, which I – there's a lot to say about his writing style in general. But he had a rebuttal for anyone who was confused about the London production, which mm. was this. I have to admit that there are moments in the London show where you don't know what's happening. But then we all don't get the words of the magic flute the first time. So this was sort of the hubris that this guy was They're walking into Broadway Sherman. with. Hell yeah. yeah! And
1: also, people don't go to operas for the story; they go to operas to be fancy boys. So hey there! You are listening to a preview of a premium episode of The Worst of All Possible Worlds. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this, head on over to our Patreon. That's Patreon.com/WorstOfAll, and you can listen to not only the rest of this episode but our entire backlog of premium episodes bonus episodes. And if you subscribe at the $10 tier, you will get an extra episode of the podcast every single month. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. Hope to see you there.